Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. I'm divorced. (laughs) Surprise? (laughs) I'll be talking to you later, Buttercup. I try to save my marriage. I went to counseling, spent $5,000 to have two women call me a loser. My ex-wife said five years of me, she turned gay. Oh yeah, it only took me two years. I'm not gay. Calm down. I would go gay. I just couldn't handle a guy breaking my heart and leaving me. That would suck. (laughs) Bruce, where are you going? (laughs) You better put that back. That's my his towel. (laughs) Let me tell you, after five years of marriage, it is devastating to have the person with a good credit move out. My bills are so high, I don't, I don't own anything. My bills are like $3,000 a month. $3,000 a month, I don't own anything. 30 days in a month, that's like $100 a day. That's what it costs me to live, 100 bucks. I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes, I owe $100. I try to wake up with one eye open like that. I stink. I got two daughters though, I love them to death. I tattooed their names on my arm. My 10-year-old, you gotta see my 10-year-old. She is so beautiful. Both of my kids are beautiful. My 10-year-old has, like, blonde hair, right? The prettiest angel face. She is the most evil thing that walks this planet. <laughs> she should have been born in a cornfield. I'm not lying. <laughs> she almost got me beat up in a supermarket. This guy's walking down the aisle. This guy had to be 500 pounds of muscle. He walks by us. He just looks at us. And my 10-year-old says, you got eye problems? He looks at me and says, what? I go, hey, I didn't say it, she did, okay? You're gonna whip some ass, I got your back. My 10-year-old knows how to push my buttons, man. Mommy's new husband put my bike together. What'd you say? He put my bike together. He's not lazy like you. Mommy said he has bigger feet. The other day, we're getting out of the car, right? My oldest daughter didn't have her coat on. I said, just put your coat on before I tell your mother. My 10-year-old says, you're the father, you deal with it. <laughs> I go, you know what, you're just like your mom. She goes, no, I'm not, because I can still tolerate you. This is Stand Up with Chris Stefano, and that was Rich Voss. Hey, Rich. <laughs> he was on Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. He was. This is our Colin Quinn episode. It was. Tough Crowd. Yeah, and Rich Voss will be selling CDs outside your house <laughs> for $5 wrapped up in paper towels. Uh, Colin Quinn. <laughs> yes. Who, who is a has... good friend of mine, yes. which is like insane because I was like a Tough Crowd fan. I've been a fan of Colin Quinn right. since... He was in fucking Look Who's Talking. Oh, uh, my not, gosh. Not Look Who's Talking, not oh. Look Who's Talking, Three Men and a Baby. Oh, yeah. He was in the beginning of, of the very first Three Men and a Baby. And cool. I, See the I baby? I remember 
watching that movie. He's a baby. <laughs> he made a baby. Picture and calling Quinn is the baby. Hey, <laughs> give me that milk. Hey, give me that fucking milk of fucking Conquin. I uh, I remember <laughs> watching that movie with my mom being uh-huh. like five or six years old uh-huh. and her being like, I think that guy's from Brooklyn. So, and I was like, oh, wow, that's where we're from. And um, I remember like being like <laughs> young, like in the ni- mid 90s, like when he was on SNL, yeah. like watching Weekend Update and be like, oh, wow, that guy, like yeah. I love that guy. Like he sounds like my uncles, like he looks like mm-hmm. guys from a neighborhood. Like, you know, you can identify with someone. Yeah. That totally. was the guy I always identified with. Not wow. that I even had any aspirations wow. to be a comedian when yeah. I was young, but I was like, oh, this guy sounds like he's from my world. Cool. And I really, really, really I like him. That. And this is the Tough Crowd episode. So we're going to play all people from Tough Crowd. Bonnie McFarlane, Patrice O'Neill, and Keith Robinson. So it's going to be fun. Was there a person that really made you want to be a comic that you saw? Was there a, a, a light bulb, a flash of lightning moment? Um, I think burn? when I saw Bill Burr's first HBO half hour special, I remember watching it when I was like 22. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, this guy is so fucking funny. I mm-hmm. want to do what he does. Mm-hmm. But So I think him. Mm-hmm. But Colin was like a guy that I think everybody in the neighborhood was like, oh yeah, Colin Quinn, he's like our hero. And when I started to get into stand-up, when I first got in at the Comedy Cellar, I remember I saw Colin Quinn like the second night I ever got in at that club, and I just like sat at the table and introduced myself, and he was like such a nice guy. But then we didn't really become friends until like three years in, Mm. he saw me do a set, and he was like, hey, I have notes for you. And then we talked for like an hour. And then we became really close when we went to the Dublin Comedy Festival. Shout out Bren Barry. Shout out Bren Barry. <laughs> I would love to go back. Dublin Comedy Festival. And every day, we were there for five days. And uh-huh. it was there was a lot of comedians, New York comedians mm-hmm. there. Every day, he called my hotel room and we met for breakfast. And he bought me breakfast wow. and would give me notes on the set I did before. Whoa. And then there was one day, like the fourth day, I was I like- I love him on a landline. That's yeah, he, I love that for him. Only does that. Because he wouldn't get the Europe, he wouldn't get the him. phone plan for Europe. He said he thinks it's a ripoff. I was like, you're Colin Quinn, but okay. So he would only use the, the landline phone. And he, and then I remember one day I was like, oh, it was like, I actually have like a tag for you. He was like, no, kid. He was like, you're not giving me any tags. <gasps> this is about you. I was oh like, my okay. God. Yeah, he told me I couldn't give him a tag. I was like, all right, fair enough. And That's then we so became funny. like really cool. And I went to his wedding. That yeah. was like the real exclusive invite. That's like so cool. Jerry Seinfeld that... is there. Wanda Sykes, Chrissy D, Chrissy Catholics. Right. That's yeah. so cool that you like watched him like as a child and now that's you're cool. friends with him. Nicole, like, that's really impressive. same question to you. Was there a comedian that made you want to do it or think I can do this? Um, Tignataro. Cool. Interesting. What her, like her, which which one? Something about her delivery yeah. and like her calmness on stage. No, but was there one like that? which, was there a special or a set or? Um, or podcast. I mean, that, or podcast or that thing she did with John Doerr that was awesome mm-hmm. yeah. yeah maybe like there's that bit with the stool mm-hmm. where she just drags the stool across the stage oh, yeah and I was like I want to be that stool just kidding <laughs> I was like I want to <laughs> or <clears throat> I don't the the first special mm, Maybe Kyle Kinane also, mm-hmm. because I was an intern here at Comedy Central when I was in college. Yeah. And so I had to listen to a lot of stuff, and he had an album that like I had to listen to or something, and his delivery and his, I don't know why, because mm-hmm. we're not like very similar yeah. like in any way, but something about him, or maybe even John Mulaney, those were right. like the three that when I was here as an intern, I was like, oh shit, like this is really fucking cool. Yeah. Right, right. I think it's, I think I think more. It's just coincidental uh, for me that I like a 
a guy who is like me, like Colin Quinn, I mm-hmm. think most times with c- comedians, I'll find people liking people that aren't like them to be the most. So I think I, th- I, they like people that aren't like them the most. So I think you liking Kyle and you're like, oh, but he's not like me. Right. is like very normal. Yeah. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Or more yeah, yeah. probable. I yeah. have no stand-up aspirations myself, but I just had a realization. 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 Which is that I had a moment where I was like, I'm a comedy fan. When? 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 It was that Flight of the Concords half-hour special on HBO. Yes. In like 2005 very or something. I know. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm realizing <laughs> is that it was like me discovering <coughs> comedy, yeah. them being international, loving that no one else knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I think that show they were on was called One Night Stand. Damn it. Okay, we can't do that tour then. Um, and watching it with my brother, and then like we like knew about these guys before anyone else. And then when the show came on, they were like our guys. And that, I think, brought me a lot of joy, and that's kind of what I do for a living, frankly. Absolutely. You're discovering exactly the new peeps. Exactly what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, that's why I like the 1975, because I feel like I was in early with mm-hmm. them. I think once, anytime yeah, you get in early with yeah. someone, you're like, oh, I fuck with these people. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that way about podcasts. Podcasts are the one thing I feel like a true early adopter of. Mm. When did you start listening to podcasts? Like 2011, 2012. And not only that, but I listened to so many comedy podcasts that I acquired all this knowledge that I I think comedians also didn't realize what they were saying was being recorded at a a certain moment in (laughs) time. Yeah, I know what you mean. So when I got the job as like a manager's assistant, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like take Sean Patton out to drinks tonight. And then I'd be like, cool, I'll listen to Sean Patton's episode of You Made It Weird and then know every single thing about him. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that that access to people that I ended yeah. up actually working with was like very helpful, kind Hell of in a yeah. creepy way, but kind of in like a magical way. I love yeah. old You Made It Weirds. Mm-hmm. Like that, like the really early ones. Oh my God, that's a fucking so monster now. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I actually credit You Made It Weird kind of with, with um, a little bit of my career because when I, I was an NBC page, and I listened. Were to you lot, really? Mm-hmm, I was listening oh to a lot God, of podcasts wig. at the time. Oh, and I got time. and I got this. Uh, I don't know what accent that is. <laughs> you, yeah, I want the fans to guess. Was that Chris Stefano oh, or Nicole Boyce just time. talking? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's like uh, I saw like an email over the NBC page listserv, just like the people, you know, uh-huh. to be the assistant to a comedy manager, and I knew who like Dave Rath was and Laura sure. Welker, who I worked for from listening to Pete Holmes' podcast because he would talk about his manager. Yeah. And I was wow. like, oh, I didn't know this job existed. By the way, one of your old clients, Mike Cannon, just had a baby. Oh Mike my and God, his wife. congrats, Mike Cannon. Little Crew Cannon. Shout out Crew Cannon. Crew, I love that. CRU, Crew Cannon. Oh, we were supposed to cool. visit, I was, me and Delilah were supposed to, my daughter was supposed to visit Crew today, but got canceled because um, Crew is um, having a lot of poopies. Ooh, so, mm. Crew poos. So can't have a, we gotta Aww. go take him to the doctor because he's, he's pooping a little too much. That's okay. Aww. Nicole Cannon, awesome lady. Nicole Cannon, literally, and I know that this is all gonna be okay because Mike has talked about it a thousand times, going to Mike Cannon and Nicole Cannon's wedding was the best wedding I've ever been to because Nicole Cannon, the mm-hmm. future Mr. Nicole Cannon, was so the opposite of a bridezilla she was getting her makeup done, drinking a Budweiser, like a Bud Heavy. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking love this woman, mm-hmm. Mike. And like, if you die, like, I'm going <laughs> to marry her. I was like, because like, I fucking love this. Like, she was so cool. She just didn't give a fuck. Like, you had to like drag her into hair and makeup. Yeah. And it's her wedding. Yeah. She was like, I just want you guys to have like a great time. Like, I, I was that, that. it was at like a barn two hours upstate. Everybody was, everybody, there was no pressure like genuinely no pressure at all nothing had to be perfect nicole was like if the pictures don't come out it's fine let's it's about me wow. and mike and i are married now Unheard whatever of. if we don't ha- if we have memories uh, she was like the memories are what's important the pictures are not i was like wow 
I love this lady. I also love a wedding. Like, they've been together since they were children. I love a wedding where it's, like, a long time coming and everyone's yeah. like, oh, this is going to last. Because the, a lot of us go to weddings and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, Did you just th- happen to both be 30 at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> I will say the two weddings that I really saw that I really feel like I was in the presence of true love, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Mike and Nicole Cannon, uh-huh. and I'm being serious, Colin and Jen Ooh. Quinn. When I went to Colin yeah. and Jen Quinn's wedding a month ago, I was like, these people, you know, they're older. They're mm-hmm. both, I think, in their... 50s mm-hmm. been together for 20 years it's time amazing all for the right reasons everything and that came across first of all the, it was the funniest wedding i was ever at because tom papa the great mm-hmm. tom papa mm-hmm. was the reverend cool. <laughs> hilarious colin quinn was on the microphone from his dressing room while we were being loaded into Wait, the wedding that's amazing talking shit like voice of god mike Colin Quinn's voice, Whoa. like ripping people and that sniping, is incredible. And he just had to laugh. He literally—that's so funny. That's such a great thing to it do. It was oh so my God. great. Then Tom, just like color commentary on his own wedding. Oh guests. my God, it was hilarious. He was like, "Jerry's here, everybody. Jerry Seinfeld." You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Jerry's at my wedding." You know, he he said hello to Jerry before he started the vows to his wife. It was so funny. He was that's like, so funny. He was like, "Obviously, Jen, you know, I love you so much, but there's something I have to say first. Hello, Mr. Seinfeld." <laughs> and then he like, and then he like, it was like killing. It was like, so it was so great. Ugh. And the food was, I mean, it was such a good time. His wedding, because because, and same with Mike and Nicole. I was like, I'm in the presence of true love here, it made a difference. Where mm-hmm. I've been at Absolutely. someone like, you know, you said our other friends' weddings, like I was at a wedding two years ago and I was like, I, these people are not going to make it because she pushed him to marry her because she just wants to be married for Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work and they are officially divorced mm-hmm. in less than two years. They got, a fi- they, he moved out, the, the groom yeah. moved out three months into their marriage. Gone. Oh my God. Because it was all for the wrong reasons. I have Yikes. so much admiration for people that call off engagements because as I'm sure it's the hardest thing in the world to do, but it's yeah. not as hard as a divorce. Yeah. yeah. And like, I just, I'm yeah, always really true. respect that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, Did I ever tell you the story of when, when I worked on Party Boats? Have we ever talked about this on this Wait, podcast? let's talk about it after. Let's go, let's okay. go to, let's go to play. Bonnie McFarlane. Bonnie McFarlane. Who's married Patrice. to Rich Voss. And Patrice people are Daniel. waiting for Rich to die. Everybody wants to take a shot at Bonnie. She's we love Bonnie. Awesome. She's beautiful and hilarious and great mom. Shout out, Bonnie. I hope you die, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an atheist. I'm a feminist. I'm a vegan. Let's have some fun. Uh, People are like, I want my money back. This is not what I signed up for. I am a vegan. Do we have vegans here tonight? That's what they sound like. And then they go right to sleep. (laughs) It's late. You need to have your lentils. It's... uh, I love being a vegan. It's uh, no animal or animal byproduct of, I do, che- I eat eggs because I'm also pro-choice. And <laughs> it's important to me. <laughs> I love animals. That is the, I just, the, I have a dog that I love so much. It's crazy. I have a kid and a husband, but I love my dog <laughs> so much. But she has a few issues, like she's codependent. If I leave the house, she gets crazy. She gets so mad, she barks and freaks out. But the coolest thing about my dog is that she, she never holds a grudge. When I come back, she's always so happy to see me. She's never sitting on the couch. Well, well, well. <laughs> Look who decided to come back. My dog smokes, that's the bad. She's a rescue, so she still has some of the behaviors. I love Summer, because I love 
bird watching. I, I, I know people think that's so weird, but I do. I just got into it so much. And uh, I even a couple years ago, I started studying bird calls. I know, but now <laughs> when I go outside, I, I, I hear when I go, that's a bird. <laughs> I can differentiate them from the land animals. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I have a daughter who's 11, and uh, I think, and uh, she can't sit in the front seat, so I'm pretty sure. Um, this is the thing, if you have a kid, if you have a daughter especially, this, all you, your job is to keep them safe. You know, that's your job. You just look at the world, you're just scanning for bad people. You know, you're just, I say people, but I mean men. You're just scanning. <laughs> And all you do, you can't, you just have to judge somebody based on how they look, you know? That's the only system that we have. Like, so if a guy has a center part, I get my kid away from him. <laughs> I go, no, not today, weirdo. Not on my watch. <laughs> if a guy's wearing those shoes with individual toe slots, I go, no, you're not taking piano lessons from that guy. I don't care if he plays the piano with his feet, with his shoes on. Because you have to be aware, you have to just constantly, you know, you have to be vigilant about, look for red flags. My neighbor the other day, he's standing in his front window eating cotton candy. I called the cops. That is not an at-home food. Not one of us here has eaten cotton candy in our homes. Um, no, but toxic men are a problem, <laughs> seems like lately. And uh, this guy um, mansplained uh, the women's movement to me recently. <laughs> he was like, hey, you know what? Uh, feminists better pump the brakes on this whole equality thing because it's going to be a disaster zone up in here. This city's going to be underwater because the ice caps are melting. And I don't think you want to give up that whole women and children first card just yet. I was like, that guy has a point. <laughs> Let's put our pussy heads away for a moment. Just take a step back, see where we're at. I don't want to get my hair wet. <laughs> but then I was like, there is no women and children first card. It's just children first, and then somebody has to take care of the children, and men would rather drown. <laughs> don't act like you gave that to us. That was your choice. No, I don't know what we're gonna do about male toxicity, but um, I'll tell you something I know about birds. Um, <laughs> only 4% of the bird population is male. It's almost all women, and it wasn't always like that. In the beginning, it was 50-50, like half women, half men. But what was happening is that these birds in the beginning had big penises, big peni. I don't know how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But they did. They could still fly. That's weird. But <laughs> what the birds were doing is they were beating the female birds with their penises. Which sounds like fun to us. But the female birds didn't like it. So what they did to retaliate was they only would have sex with birds with small penises. Until they eventually like evolved male birds out of the species almost entirely. So ladies. 
What I'm suggesting, <laughs> let's think long term on this. Let's go big picture. For equality. <laughs> Women are like, um, I think we're good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. So... Nicole. Yeah. You know I like jogging, playing my music. You yeah. know how I care about my earbuds. Yeah, yeah. You know I care, love my earbuds. I, I love my ears. You, you tell me all the time. You You've told ears. me I have cute ears, and that makes me feel comfy. Yes. That makes me feel comfy. You have good ears. And your ears deserve good headphones. My ears get good headphones. <laughs> and guess where I get them from? Where? Raycon. Genuinely the best earbuds I've ever had. I'm being dead serious, Nicole. Truly, like... Freaking Snoop Dogg uses these. Yeah. Like Snoop Dogg. Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge. Brandy, J.R. Smith, Ray J. Ray J founded the company. Love it. Raycon. Hello, Raycon, Ray J. Ah. Raycon earbuds. What I love about them is this. Number one, they're about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Half the price. So like Mm -hmm. when we're talking about money, which we usually are, (laughs) Raybuds are half the price. Yeah. And 2019, it's like, you need earbuds. Like, who wants wires yeah, anymore? Yeah, you need wireless. Wireless Absolutely. earbuds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. They're in your ear. You're good to go. Yeah. Sometimes you look like a psychopath. People are like, are they talking to themselves? And they're like, no, they're not talking to themselves. They have Raycon earbuds. Just got in. my Raycons on. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. So what we need you to do is go to Raycon.com, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash standup. Mm-hmm. To get fifteen percent off your order, if you use our promo code Standup Raycon.com/standup, fifteen percent off your order. That's a lot of percentage That's points. That's a lot of percentage points too. And if you've been eyeing a pair, now's the time to get an amazing deal. So Nicole, mm-hmm. I say we buy our girlfriends Raycon earbuds, and we go to Raycon.com/standup and get fifteen percent off. What do you I say? I think I might do that. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Sounds good. I'm gonna go do it now. Let's go do it. Listen, we talk about comedy here a lot, and that's great. But you know what else I want to talk about? ShipStation. I love ShipStation. It's the number one choice of online sellers. Do you know why? Because you'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. You ship stuff. All the time. Seriously. Stuff. And you ship stuff too. Absolutely. And we sell stuff online. So when you're getting your orders out, that's like legit annoying sometimes. But ShipStation, ShipStation.com makes it real easy. It's fast. It's easy. And mm-hmm. most important, mm-hmm. affordable. I don't yeah. even have that much money, babe. Yeah. But Shipping can really sh- adds up. ShipStation's like, listen, we know you don't have money. <laughs> That's why we're here. ShipStation.com. We're here to help you. It doesn't cost that much money to use us. ShipStation.com. And as of right now, stand up with Chris Stefano listeners. Yeah. Guess what? Do you what? believe what I'm about? Uh, what I'm about to tell you is nuts. You can try ShipStation, not for 5% off, not for 10% off. For free. Oh my gosh. For 60 days. That's two rounds of birth control. <laughs> free for 60 days. ShipStation. Use the promo code STANDUP. That's capital S T A N D U P. STANDUP. 
ShipStation.com for free for 60 days. Use that promo code STANDUP. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. I feel bad for white dudes, man. White dudes can't be racist. I, no, that's all white dudes do all day long, trying to prove they're not racist. I, I. <laughs> what you feel about the OJ verdict? Well, I, I. That's, how, that's the downfall of uh, white guys, the OJ verdict. Hey, man, you upset black dude killed a white woman? No. I, I. I'm upset when any man kills any woman for any reason. <laughs> I, I'm walking through Harlem. I, 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 I'm kind of lost right now, but I, I see a few black guys walking towards me, but I can't run if I start running now. <laughs> They'll call me a racist. I, run, stupid, run, <laughs> right? <laughs> run. Get home, right? Feel guilty, but be alive. I'd rather be... I'd rather be guilty and alive than like feeling good about myself and dead in, in the, uh, whatever, man. If I'm in Kentucky and I see five bald white dudes walking towards me, I ain't gonna wonder if they got cancer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, oh man, I'm running. Even if they go, dude, wait, come here, man. Don't run, we coming for chemotherapy uh, class. Like white women make me real nervous. Why would make me nervous as hell? Not right now, because it's witnesses, but I'm talking about <laughs> like at night when they by themselves, you know what I mean? Walking towards me. She could be nervous too, because I'm a big dude. Like, oh Jesus, you know, big black guy is walking towards me. Hope he doesn't. <laughs> hope he doesn't grab, you know, getting that fantasy going. Hope he doesn't grab me with his big black arms and <laughs> throw me in a trunk. And I'm thinking the same thing, like, oh Jesus. I hope nobody kills this white woman because I'm gonna get blamed for it. <laughs> That's why I look. I do a lot of stuff to protect myself, man. I keep my receipts. Uh, I collect receipts because that's a trailer where you've been, man. You, everywhere I go, I get a receipt. I don't care. And I never go more than a half hour without buying something because <laughs> you can kill somebody in a half hour and then you ain't gonna have, you need an alibi. So every 15 minutes I buy something. Uh, stick of gum. Can I get my receipt for that, please? <laughs> we don't have receipts for gum, my friend. Well, you're gonna have to... Uh, we don't have receipts. Well, look, you're gonna have to write me one or something. I gotta have the receipts. We don't have receipts! And then, you know... If it's like that, I'll end up arguing with him just to, you know, so he remembers me, you know what I mean? <laughs> Give me my damn receipt, pussy. Whoa, what? You heard me, punk? That's you, that's you. Kiss my ass! Yeah, kiss my ass, too. What time is it? 5.15! <laughs> All right. You were in here messing with me at 5.15. You wasn't up killing someone because you really f***ing with me. That's why I don't litter. I don't throw garbage in the street. Not because I care about the earth, but I'm afraid I'm gonna be walking through the park drinking a soda, and when I'm done, I just throw it on my shoulder, flower bush, and land on some dead white woman's head with my fingerprints on the can. <laughs> now I'm the Pepsi Cola rapist because I'm lazy. That was Bonnie McFarlane, Patrice O'Neill.
legends. R.I.P. Patrice. He unfortunately passed away right when I started, so I never got a chance to meet him. But all the stories that the older comedians tell are like the funniest things ever of like how yeah, just mad he was all the time and how brilliant he is. Yeah. Um, but great. you were telling us a funny story. I was telling us, because we were talking about yes. weddings and how when you're the presence of true love and how you can tell like when you're not. Yes. So I was, I used to bartend on these boats, right? That used to leave out of Sheep's Head Bay, oh Russia God. Mafia. And um, <laughs> my girlfriend at the time when I was 21's dad owned the boats and was like a captain of the boats. Oh, sick. Sick. Captain so like Sutter. my boys used to come on like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like my friends would come on, like whatever. It's like, you know, getting like all, I've seen like New York City, like from the water, like I've been on like 4th of July, like right by the fireworks around the Statue yeah. of Liberty, like crazy shit. Like, Do you like really like boats? Because last week we were talking about you said your perfect days with boats. Mm-hmm. I like Two going boats. on ferries, not like my own. Okay. I think it's because my dad used to always take me on the Staten Island Ferry when it was his weekends to pick me there up. There we go. That's, that's the where an- I think it comes from. I when I was yeah, a little yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. I think we would always be on the ferry. Okay. Just what, okay. So I think that's where it comes from. Your okay. dad lived on Staten Island when you were growing up? Yeah, and he didn't have a car. Okay. So, okay. okay. Bo- boat ride. Boat ride story. Bar. Bar so, tender. So. <sighs> bar turn on these boats. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. They would have weddings on the boats. That was like, a, as per use, at least once a month, wedding on the boat. We yeah. knew the drilly. Yeah. They would have the ceremony on the top deck, uh-huh. food and drinks middle. Then you come upstairs, Statue of Liberty, blah, 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 fucking beautiful wedding, whatever. One wedding we go to, we're there, two mm-hmm. o'clock, wedding, same start. Groom's there, everybody's there, bride's late. It happens, It's it hap- whatever. Wait, but it's a boat. How are you... Oh, you haven't taken off. We haven't yet. T- we're docked. Okay. We're on the yeah. We're still at the docks. Because what ha- what happened <laughs> was everybody obviously get on the boat. We would do the ceremony, so there's no like you know problems. The ceremony would be on the boat dockside. Mm-hmm. Then you you know the party. Uh, we go into the ocean I was or say, go into the river. That's a good way to capture a spouse. To capture a spouse is if you go and you good marry show. them in the middle of. <laughs> 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 yeah. You you do it in the middle of the ocean so they can't leave. Right. No one can object. Right. That's a good call. I never thought about that. And it's like, if we go out further enough, it's, it's like, probably. is the marriage even legal if it's wait, in international waters? Wait, exactly. well, hold on, Nicole. Why can no one object if you're in the middle of the because water? Because you can't leave, so you're just stuck there. Yeah, good call. You could go to the second deck. As a matter of fact, you know True. what's funny you say that? Because I haven't thought about it in so long. I think there were certain weddings that insisted on having them in the water. Yeah. And I believe people could, if they wanted to, there was some rule about, there was something like, about the the state of New York. I forgot what it was. Maybe it wasn't the objection. There was some rule about the second deck, about you could go you below. Could go, you could go well, on the yeah. second floor and not be at the wedding. Something, I forgot what it was, actually. Okay. It was some legal rule that they just had to read to us. Mm-hmm. So we knew, but I was like half paying attention. I was mm-hmm. like playing Snake on my Nokia. <laughs> you know, um, that's what it, those, it was those times. <laughs> so anyway, two o'clock, bride doesn't show up. 2.30, bride doesn't show up. Three o'clock, this bride doesn't show up. You see her mom walk. It's just her mom, the bride's mom, walking onto the boat. Oh, no. We were like, oh, boy. So the bride says, uh-huh. uh, the bride's mom gets on the microphone and says, my daughter, I'll never forget her name was Susan. Like, Susan has had second thoughts, and she doesn't want the wedding to take place today. Um, thank you guys so much, but, you know, the, unfortunately, it's not going to be a wedding and blah, 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 blah. Bra- the groom was drinking. Because he, yeah. you know, 
knew everybody at 245 were all like that also doesn't come out of nowhere we were like, like this, this isn't, isn't the great first, yeah. this isn't great like brides have been late but it's like this is late like, like in a sex in the city movie she, Carrie knew instantly when he wasn't going to show up and like nobody and like yeah like we knew like there was no calls like normally when the bride the bride had been late before it's like hey I'm five minutes away hair and makeup whatever it may be you're communicating with the wedding planner but this wedding planner is like yeah the bride's just like her phone's off <laughs> so it's like whoopsie oh. so she calls bride says bride's mom says we're not going so we're like oh cool I was like oh fucking cool like we can just like get out of work and <laughs> the groom grabs the microphone from the mom like grabs it from the mom and he was like I'm not letting fucking Susan ruin another day of my life <gasps> he was like this party he was like we already paid for it I guess he, the groom's family had paid for it uh-huh. which is not traditional usually the bride's family does yeah He's like, my family, we already paid for it. We're taking this fucking boat out. We're going to party. And people like, are you with? He was like, are you with me? And one person was like, like, <laughs> like nobody was like, we were like, it was like dead silent. But the captain of the boat, my you. girlfriend's dad was like, they did pay for it. Yeah. We have an obligation. Yeah. We have their money. Yeah. We, you know, they're, we have to do it. If yeah. they want to do it, we have to do it. It, it. He said, he told the staff, he's like, just think of it when it's, as it's not a wedding. It's yeah. just a party now. You know, we, we right. do those too. So that's it. We're just no ceremony. Oh my and God. And we'll go out the same route, three hours. So the groom's having a good time. Oh my God. How many, everyone went? Everybody stayed on. Uh, the bride's family got off. Yeah. That a, a good amount of the bride's family got off. Not everybody. Yeah. Her immediate family, the bridesmaids got off. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bridesmaids got off, and I think one groomsman got off, but only because he was married to one of the bridesmaids. Right. He like he had to go. Smart, the rest of the groomsmen stayed. Yeah, yeah. He had to leave. Like you would get in so much fucking trouble if you stayed on and left your wife. So, <laughs> so he 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 came. He got off, but I would say seventy percent of that boat was still on. So the grooms, so we're having, it actually got to a point like an hour and a half into the wedding, uh, hour and a half into the ceremony. Uh, no, hour and a half into the boat ride. We forgot there was even a wedding. Like we forgot. We were like, this is just yeah. a party. People yeah. are having fun. The groomsman uh-huh. was making out, like in making out with some woman. Like I was like, I what? Like it was crazy because the bride's family was gone. So like this guy was probably like trouble. Wait, the groom? The groom, not the groomsman. I'm sorry. The, the groom. actual groom. The groom. I don't know why I'm saying groomsman because I said bridesmaids. The actual groom. The groom was making out with someone. Was making out with a woman. Oh the actual God. groom was make was making out it with a woman. It was probably someone's date. <laughs> probably. Yeah, like it was pandemonium. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe now it's like by the time three, it's like six o'clock. So it's still daylight, but it's like we're going to start heading back. We're going around the Statue of Liberty. So the groom's like, fuck it. He was like on the microphone, like, fuck it. We're having a party, fuck it, whatever. All of a sudden, we see the groom go to the back of the boat, jumps off the boat, jumps completely off the boat, like tried to kill himself in the middle. Like he tried to commit suicide what? in front of us all. Like, and you're not going to die. It's a tall boat. It was like a, you know, it's like um, like a big boat. Like it's a very big, it's got three f- decks. Yeah. So like you're not going to die, but... You could have gotten, like, he was trying to kill. I think he thought from that height he would kill himself. (gasps) But then he's just in the water now, like, flailing. He could swim, but, like, flailing. And I'm the one that saw it because I was bartending the back boat. And I saw him walking by, like, like, just like a drunk stumble. And I was like, you know, people can go to the back. There's, like, the sunset there. I see him walking by. And then I just, like, for whatever reason, didn't go back to making a drink. I was just, like, something in me was, like, this guy doesn't look right. So I, and then I, it, it wasn't even a thought. Like he just stepped up onto the rail and jumped. 
And I was like, Captain, Captain. I was like, man overboard. And he was like, what? I was like, the groom just jumped off the boat. So he oh. like stopped me. I had to, like, you know, there's first mates on the yeah. boat. But like I'd been, because I had been worked on that boat as a first mate, I knew what to do too. We threw the life, you know, the whole situation, life yeah. rest, the yeah, boat's yeah. lowered, got him on the boat. And like, then he was just like shaking and crying until we oh got back to Brooklyn. And he was like, my life's over, like all that. Like I've never seen like a turn of events like that. <gasps> Where I was like, this guy, like, I totally 100% yeah. agree with the wife not showing up. I agree with Susan. I was team Susan. After I saw the fucking mental, this guy wasn't mentally all there. Like, you're making out with girls, fucking pretty much yelling at the at the mom of the bride, and then you tried to commit suicide all in three hours. Wow. Oh, and he, like, took his shirt off. Like, he was like, it was, like, nuts. So I was just like... That was, I felt like for that one, I was not in the presence of true love. <laughs> no, that one, maybe not. Yeah. Definitely some questions there. About that was lasting. nuts. That was a nuts. Wow. That's so crazy. That's, that's, nuts. So, that's a lot of twists and turns in that story yeah. as well. And then real quick, just not even long at all, but just quickly, I also did a, a bartender on a Russian uh, mafia boat one, and the captain, my girlfriend's father, wasn't there. So I was kind of in charge. I wasn't the captain, but I was kind of like running it. Mm-hmm. And um, in the middle of, some, sometimes we would go out kind of into the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, not really, but like you were, and they threw somebody off the boat. And uh, what? when you had to count, you had to do like a numbers count at the end and make sure. And we were missing one. And the guy was like, oh yeah, uh, we lost one in the ocean. He was fucking annoying me. So I threw him off the boat. So I called the police. <laughs> I had to. I called the police and then, I was told I would be contacted and whatever and like it was a whole like legal thing and nobody ever called me like the police just dropped it like I'm telling you threw somebody into the water and I was there it's nuts oh yeah. my god that's I was so scary there. Was like, yeah. wait what was the event why were they was it a wedding they would, no no they would like rent the boat out to like party like a lot of people to just use that as like a nightclub on the boat yeah but he threw they threw somebody was not on that boat and you know Oh, weren't in the middle of the ocean so they could have very God. easily survived and swam somewhere so maybe uh-huh. that's what it was they were uh-huh. like laughing about it but there was missing person <laughs> that I was involved in in 2004 oh my gosh wow yeah. not I wasn't involved in it but I called the police yeah very suspicious the captain was gone that day and you were in charge <laughs> that's the day yes. someone disappears off the boat nothing Nicole you are love islanding all over oh, the place you got that right bruv I've been watching a lot of Love Island, so me and my friends are all talking is that, what, what's, British what, accents. Is that CBS? What's Love Island? It it's is the American a, version is. Yeah, but it's, it's a UK show. Did it though. just come out, Love Island on CBS? The American version did, yeah, yeah. When did it come out? A few weeks ago. Yeah. I was supposed to be the voiceover. What? Yeah, I guess I didn't get it. You know why oh. that's ironic? Because Joel Domet, the UK Chris DiStefano, is like the after show Love Island guy in the UK. Interesting. Yeah. Him and that yeah. would have been so yeah. sick. I was, I was supposed to have Mina, you know, recorded it, everything. I thought of there, we thought we, I was going to be the guy. Who do we think call. it is now? Do you watch the American one or just the British one? I don't watch the American one. No. It's someone I hadn't heard of. The host is like... Uh, the is host is Ariel Aria, Van, yeah, yeah. Van Denderberg. Who I didn't know at one point dated... Yes. Yes. Correct. Oh my god, I have to go. <laughs> All right, Chris has to go. Next week we'll, well we're done anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, All right. Finish this puppy with Keith Robinson. Yes, Keith Robinson, another tough crowd. Yeah. Alumni. Alumni, Keithy. Seller staple. Seller staple. Icon. 
Make sure Fucking to watch icon. This Week at the Cellar on Comedy Central. Used to drive Kevin Hart from Philly to New York every day before Kevin Hart was a star. Wow, he was getting driven around before he was a star. Keith Robinson, <laughs> let me tell you just something, commitment to comedy. Keith Robinson, Big J Okerson, Kevin Hart. I think you told yeah, us he did. Used to drive to Philly to New York every day. Mm-hmm. And then after 9-11 happened, it would take them like five hours with traffic and they still would come every day. And make and um, they would all work day jobs back in Philly. And then in Philly? Come at night, yeah. Wow. Commitment to comedy. That's what it takes. Comedy. All right. See you next week, Chris. Bye. Bye. I knew white folks was in trouble, man. I was watching ESPN, looking for some sports. I see a damn spelling bee on. <laughs> How you gonna make spelling a damn sport? We can't out jump them without spelling. <laughs> and this little boy, he on there spelling, shaking. L <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he passed out and the woman comment- commentator had a nerve to say this has never happened before of course it's never happened before you dumb bitches are spelling bee <laughs> the hell <laughs> those are kids ain't as tough as when I was coming up man they're not, they just, they don't have it like that, man. You know what I mean? I seen this one little boy on CNN, he showed footage of him on a school bus, getting his ass whipped. All the little kids was taking shots at him. I'm like, fight back, you little bitch. What the hell are you doing? was watching it with him, looking at what they're doing to my baby. I'm like, what the hell is this? If that was my mom and she seen a tape of me getting my ass whooped and not fighting back, there'd have been two tapes made. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Robinson's really whooping his ass. Look at that. It don't make sense, man. My son, my son who I love just had his first fight at 10 years old. By the time I was his age, I had a gun charge and a sexual assault against me. What the hell, man? <laughs> I try to teach him how to fight too, man. You know what I mean? And people tell him, what you teach him how to fight for? How about his ABCs? ABCs ain't gonna help him if somebody's trying to take his money. Give me your money. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> I teach him, man. I used to wrestle. You got to learn how to wrestle, too, man. That's what I used to do. I used to wrestle. I was good, you know. <laughs> I could have won a high school championship. But those bastards threw me off the team after one match. Racism, that's what I say. <laughs> but they going to say I didn't know the difference between TV wrestling and real wrestling. <laughs> All because I would show up to my matches with a cape and a mask on. I was a black scorpion, that was my name. <laughs> Had my little cape swirling around the guy's head. And... <laughs> but he caught me out there though, the son of a bitch caught me out there, got me in a fireman carry, got me down. He's about to pin me, but I didn't panic, I'm a bad guy. I came prepared for that. Had a bag of salt.
salt in my tights, right? <laughs> Throw it in his eyes. He gonna start to scream like a bitch. What the hell is wrong with you? I can't see. The crowd, they gonna start to boo me. But I like that, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.